Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. But we are talking about embracing revival. Yeah. Look, if you are not feeling the revival, you are the only one. For us, where we come from, we are seeing it on several levels. People are getting saved. Marriages are getting mended. Diseases are getting healed. I just told you about the goiter disappearance incident. The other day you saw someone started talking what good things are happening people are being filled by the holy spirit people are preaching the gospel hey georgia now lay here she's a preaching machine hey pastor Ernest is our chief of evangelism their whole thing is their approach is take no prisoners just kill the devil so we're embracing revival and we've said that for us to fully uh, capitalize on the ongoing revival four things you need to be doing praying preaching pastoring planting praying preaching pastoring planting it all starts with prayer because it all starts with god where god you can't energize a revival in your own strength physical whatever it doesn't work it's God. It's God who ignites revivals. So that's why we are committed to prayer. That's why you have 5 a.m. prayer in your cohorts and zones in case you haven't been attending. Tomorrow is a good day to start. And that's why you have flow prayer on Wednesdays. It has shifted to 5. Some of you came at 6. You found us already ongoing because we have to be done by 8 so that school is not disrupted. So praying. Jesus told the disciples, do not leave Jerusalem until you receive the promise of the Father. And he says, and he told, it, he told them in Acts 1, 8, when I say verse, just throw it up, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost ends of the earth. And what, what, did, what was their response from the promise? They went to the upper room and the Bible says these all continued in one accord in prayer with the, with the women and the disciples. That's still Acts chapter 1. I think it's around verse 14 or something. 14. So that's, it starts with prayer. Jesus himself, after he was baptized in the Jordan, where did he go? He went to the wilderness and started praying. There is no one God ever called and they didn't go into prayer. Yeah, once God tells you this is what's going to happen, you must start praying immediately. And I'm telling you, God is raising revivalists in our generation. Yeah, unlikely men and women who are going to revive families. Yes. A time will come when no one in your extended family is not saved. Yeah. And it will be God working through you. Prayer, prayer. It may be that where your extended families are, you can't actually preach to them because a prophet is not respected in his own family. But if you pray, 
God will send. Jesus told us, pray to the what? To the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers, skilled laborers. So you should pray for your extended family until no one in your family is not saved. Yeah, so that the next time there is a funeral in your extended family, it is a celebration because the person has gone to be with the Lord and not a confused ceremony because people don't know how to respond to their person's dying. Am I making sense? So this is what you need to do. Just start praying. Just start praying and trust God with the results. Amen? Because we can't do it with human wisdom. So if you pray, God will do his thing. Amen. So I said praying, preaching, pastoring, and planting. Now, here is what's so interesting. Hmm. In fact, if you give me that scripture, let me start right there in Luke chapter 10 about Jesus telling them to pray for the Lord of the harvest. There's the Matthew one, then there's the Luke one. Yeah. Yeah. 10 to, huh? Then he said to them, watch this. Can you, can you read with me? The harvest truly is what? Great. In other words, they, the problem is not the harvest. Other versions say the harvest is plentiful. Yeah. Plentiful. You can't show up here and say, me, I didn't go for evangelism because um, our whole zone, the people are saved. Then when you finish your zone, that's Jerusalem. Go to other places. Yeah. The harvest truly is what? Great. But the laborers are few. The laborers are few. So once you join the group called laborers, you become one of the few. Ah. Yeah. So, Ipsams are many. Lamborghinis are few. So that differentiates the value. Sicho. Sylvester Sibuel. The value, you see, once something is in limited supply, the value goes up. Yeah. Mr. Mira here sells medicine. There is medicine which is plentiful. So you, even with 2K, you can get. But then there is some which is in limited supply. That one you can't get with 2K. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? The laborers are few. Today I'm talking to laborers. And I'm trying to convince you to get from being a harvest to being a laborer. Laborers are of much higher value than the harvest because they are few. Okay? Am I making sense? Are you sure? So, he says, therefore, pray. What's the first step? Pray. Wow, you would think the harvest is plentiful, the laborers few. Go. No, 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 no. Pray. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Now, are you following? Some people have concerned looks. I, I don't like it when people have concerned looks in church. In church, I need to see joyful countenance. Because in his presence, there is fullness. Now, but here is the very interesting thing that happens in verse 3. 
what does he say go your way behold i send you out the very people being told to pray are the very people being sent out hey. that's why in this church we don't have the category called intercessors if you come to worship office looking for the intercessors they are not there yeah we are all intercessors and we are all evangelists yeah prayer leads to going praying leads to preaching can you say it with me praying leads to preaching if you're praying the next thing we expect is for you to be what preaching sit your gloria uh, can we say it again praying leads to preach that's the message for today if you are looking for what the message is the title is praying leads to preaching praying leads to preaching once you get praying the next thing we are going to see you is doing what preaching because what's the purpose of praying if you're not going to preach yeah i happen to be involved in many building projects that most of the time and one of those days there was we were doing some building work at our house and although it is not in our contract with the contractor we willingly always provided lunch for the builders yeah hmm. now if you think they eat salad eh? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I should have brought you the pictures. Yeah, yeah. Salad, watermelon. No, 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 no. Posho and beans. So one time I came out and Christine had served them. There were plates on our kitchen counter, like six plates. <laughs> there was no more spirit in me now when you look at these guys eh, they are thin and sinewy they are like all muscle no fat uh, is there a builder in our midst uh, they are all muscle no fat but I can tell you the way I know some of you here especially those of you who are trying to impress girls and boys that plate could feed five of you and you will not finish yeah yeah five people i'm telling you but i sent you the pictures you guys don't you remember it says that on the on the camera on the on the you don't see the full impact of what i'm trying to talk about i'm talking about major slabs of posture <laughs> yeah <laughs> some of you if they told you just to lift that plate it would be hard work lift. Hey. and the guys just came and picked their plates my god <laughs> hectic fuel fuel for the work now those of you who don't do any physical work eh? if we found you eating that kind of food eh? 
we would institute a commission of inquiry. They're like, you spend the whole day there typing on your laptop. Why are you eating six kilograms of food? Am I making sense? They are justified in eating like that because they use their bodies and burn up the food, the fuel. Now some of you, the whole time, you are in the other prayer meeting, you are in the other prayer meeting, you are in flow prayer, you are in whatever, you are in cohort prayer, you are on Friday night prayer, overnight, early morning, late evening, lunch hour, what? But you don't preach. Why are you storing up all that fuel? If you're not participating in constructing the temple of God. Am I making sense? Yeah. You have too many people praying and they are not preaching. You're eating all that posture. Hey, gay. It's hectic. But when you look at the guys, no, nothing. Flat tummies, what? And they are strong. Yeah, guy picks a thing like this and is walking alright. <laughs> then he say you also try. You'll be found out that you have just been eating salads and I don't know kachumbari. So praying leads to preaching. Praying leads to preaching. Praying leads to preaching. Praying leads to preaching. That's how a revival happens. Research for me when the Moravian started their 100 year prayer meeting. The year and date. It's there actually. August something. Are you with me? Praying leads to? That's the point. That's the point. Yeah. Go your way. I send you out as lambs among wolves. When these people went to the upper room and they started praying, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 verse 1 that when the day of Pentecost was fully what? Come. They were all with one accord in one place. Now, between Acts chapter 1 and chapter 5, every time you see one accord, they are talking not, not a Honda. No. Yeah, they are talking about in a, it's a prayer meeting they are praying together I, I dealt with this sufficiently the last two weeks there is praying by yourself then there is praying together so they were praying together and then the bible says and next verse and suddenly there came a, a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the holy spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance now what happened next is that people started questioning what was going on like if you have a really good prayer meeting there might be questions in the neighborhood what's going on with those people hey Look, if you are in worship harvest and your neighbors don't know you're saved, at least by the way of sound that comes from your house, especially if your houses are, yours is here, your neighbor is separated by just a wall and your doors are next to each other, there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, unless you live on a 30-acre 
property where really the neighbors just don't know what goes on there. So, yeah, if you are sharing walls with people, they, they should know you're saved by the sound. If you are a child in a house, the parents by now should be suspicious. They should know you're saved by the sound that comes from your room around 4 a.m. You shouldn't be able to hide the light too long. So, questions arose. What's going on here? What was the first order of business for the early church after the Holy Spirit came down? Preaching, evangelism. The Bible says, now, Peter standing up with the eleven. Yeah? Yeah? Raised his voice and said to them. Then he started this sermon. Peter, yeah. What was the result of the Holy Spirit coming down? Preaching, evangelism. The first order of business for any church that means to do business with God is evangelism. When the Holy Spirit came down, the first meeting that Peter held was not a fireplace meeting. Yeah, even I believe in marriages and I want everyone to get married when they are ready to get married. It wasn't a fireplace meeting. Peter wasn't saying, now friends, this is how you conduct your marriages, blah, blah. No, 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 no. It wasn't a singles meeting. This is how you keep yourself pure before you get married. No, 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 no. Yeah, it wasn't a detailed Bible study of the Apocrypha or Leviticus. No, 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 no. The first order of business was evangelism. That's why we stop every Sunday to celebrate the fact that somehow, by God's grace, we are still in business with Jesus doing evangelism. That's our first order. So never deceive yourself and think that you're a good church member if you're not involved in evangelism. No, you're not. No. Yeah. That was Jesus. This is where Jesus' last command to the disciples. It was about go out there. Don't leave my children out there to go to. to to be destroyed eternally. Get involved. Do something. Yeah. Last instruction in the book of Matthew is to go to all the nations. Make disciples. Baptizing them. How do you baptize people? Because you have preached the gospel and they have got saved. Mark chapter 16. Last part of Mark. This is like the man's last instructions were all about evangelism. John 20. There, you're coming to the end of the book same scenario acts that's before he was taken up what was the last instruction go be witnesses to me in all the world Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria Adamus ends of the earth and while they were watching the, the, the last instructions the last instructions were I'm passionate about financial finances and personal finance because I think that everyone can get out of poverty if we do the right thing but even though I'm passionate about that it wasn't the last instruction his last instruction to the disciples wasn't go do savings and investments no it was evangelism 
Hey. I'm passionate about business. I know, I know at the core of my being that the only way we can really change our country is through business. And that's why I celebrate Eunice who was featured on Business Garage. Yeah. Remind me that brand? Gosoft, yeah. At our home, do you know what we use? Gosoft. Come and check us out. We use Gosoft. It works. <laughs> Beautifully. Yeah. We use Gosoft. We use Gosoft. We use Brago. We use. Uh, this is Ruazi. This is Ruazi. I wear Ruazi. Yeah. Like. Yeah. We eat home baked. If peradventure we need medicines from vine. Some of you ain't loyal. You ain't loyal, guys. Some of you. You ain't loyal. How are we going to change the, the country our, ourselves? So I'm passionate about all those things. But you know what God is teaching me and has been teaching me in the last two years that Gwe, if you think you sent yourself here to do your thing, so now even though I'm passionate about those things, I, I, I put forward what? Evangelism. I don't want to go to Zului because I don't know if you can recover from it. Yeah. Do you understand? So, what was Peter's first order of business? Evangelist. Think about Jesus. Beautiful is Jesus. More than the lilies of the valley. Wonderful is Jesus. More than great works of art. Magnificent is Jesus. More than masters of heaven. Greatest gift of the universe. Morning star brightening the sky. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. No other name by which we may be saved. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The healing rain of all the earth. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Is the same yesterday, today, tomorrow. Beautiful, wonderful, magnificent. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful, magnificent. Hey, Jesus. Beautiful, incomparable. Paul writes and says in first second Corinthians chapter nine, the last verse. I keep wondering what it is, but I know it's the last one. It says, Thank God for his indescribable gift. Do you know what that is? Jesus. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Hey, that's why we give our lives 
for this thing because we, we have come to know something that some people haven't come to know yet. And the beautiful thing is you will get to know it one day. Then you'll come here and disturb us and make it look like the rest of us are backslidden. You are like, I want to go to Bulgaria. We are like, the country no longer exists. Yugoslavia, like Yugoslavia is not there. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, one of these days, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you'll get passions you don't currently have. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be here just disturbing us. We'll be like, we need to lock up the room. I uh, know I want to pray. I want to pray. And we just tell Patrick, let the person pray. Why? Just lock up. Make sure they can't take anything out. And there's only one exit which you are monitoring with the camera. Which? I'm telling you. You see people here praying. What? One of our pastors, he has been one of those ones. Then something came upon him. 2 a.m. He's here praying. He doesn't live nearby. He has to drive a long distance. But by 2, somehow, he comes with his wife they are disturbing Patrick the, the caretaker we want to pray 2 o'clock you've left your home those ends yeah but some of you they have to send you the link then call you then what to be on the 5 a.m. call ah you relax yeah that thing that came on the rest of us it will come on you no one will tell you you'll be done hustling other people. <laughs> I think you look at some of us and think we are crazy. No, we are not crazy. Well, yeah, we are just yeah, like Peter. They were saying these are crazy. They have drunk something wrong at nine. He said, no, 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 no. This is something else. Hey. I know what happens when the Holy Spirit comes in your life. He brings truckloads of joy yeah. and energy. Yeah, people can't, they are like, oh no, Chichi. When is it going to stop? No stopping. Tell it to Zikiza. Jesus. Give me look for 14. This Jesus was baptized by John. He was a nice guy at home doing carpentry. What? <laughs> Not disturbing mommy. Maybe being responsible. Then he went to the Jordan. Hmm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Your Jordan moment will come. Yeah, it will come. <laughs> yeah. When the thing hit him, he, he, instead of going back home, can you imagine? You left home. You told people at home, uh, I've had there's this John guy, I've read about him, I think he's the one, etc. So I'm going there for the service. After the service, did he come out? Wilderness, 40 days. Can you, I mean, can you imagine your family member disappears for 40 days? No contact, no WhatsApp, he's in airplane mode, everything is off, praying and fasting. And they never saw him again at home. Never. <laughs> because when he went back, anyway, he was no longer compatible with the previous environment. 
they tried to stone him so he had to leave anyway this is him after that time okay then jesus returned in the power of the spirit to galilee now it's kubeko and news of him went out through all the surrounding region yeah the man has been praying 40 days and he taught what happened when when he finished praying he taught he started preaching being glorified by all the result praying what was our phrase praying leads to preaching praying leads the man has finished praying the next thing we see he's preaching he taught in their synagogues being glorified by all verse 6 verse 16 so he came to nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the sabbath day and stood up to read this was the custom and he was handed the book of the prophet isaiah and when he had opened the book he found the place where it was written now those who have not been reading and you've been looking at your nails this is when you start reading what did he say the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor preach he said so basically the from praying the next order is what preach he's like i've been anointed to what to preach to preach and and to what he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover your sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the lord the man is coming from praying the thing is saying that what has happened to him in prayer is for the purpose of preaching take me back to verse 18 when you see the word proclaim there proclaim is the same as preach yeah to proclaim is to preach because you proclaim with your mouth the same way you preach give us king james version so that we see the clarity of proclaiming being preaching i'm preaching good what are you going to do after this sermon preach the spirit of the lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor yeah the anointing sends you to preach the gospel and jesus preached to the poor yeah also as here worship service you're going to start preaching to the poor yeah some of you are like hey. That's why I didn't go for evangelism with the MC. I can't speak Luganda. Yes. Wow. Give us a break. You're going. You're going. Yes. You're going to preach. 
everywhere. Yeah. Jesus, this is how you know you are anointed when you start preaching to poor people also. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone can claim to preach to people who understand them. Like you people. Even if I use certain items or metaphors, you'll understand. But yeah, no anointing. Anointing is when now people can't even click you somehow, but the Holy Spirit works. Yeah. <laughs> they just say yes, and their lives are changed forever. Even their poverty disappears. It's called U-turn leadership. Yeah, anyone can make it look like it's working if you're talking to the right people. But when things are going wrong, that's when anointed leadership is necessary to turn things around. That's is preaching to the poor. You think he's preaching to the poor to make them remain poor? No. Because the gospel, according to Galatians 3, 8, he said, in you all the nations shall be blessed. That's the gospel. Now, how can you go to poor people and you start telling them, you poor people, <laughs> through you all the nations are going to be blessed? Eh, eh? That is anointing. Yeah. It is anointing that turns poor people into a blessing. Yeah. If you go to, if you collect the club of the richest people and you tell them, guys, we have a lot of money. I think Galatians 3.8 is ours. In us all the nations shall be blessed. Because he says that's the gospel. You see the quotations mean that's the gospel. It, it makes perfect sense to tell rich people that they are supposed to be a blessing. It takes anointing and complete overturning of common sense and tables to collect poor people and tell them, you, we are going to change the world. We are going to feed the world. We are going to bless the world. We are going to house the world. <sighs> yeah. The gospel in you all the nations shall be blessed. It, when you start telling poor people that, Go to poor people and tell them we are going to build a 5,000 seat auditorium. And they are like, eh? Like, you just want. Yeah. Who is we? Yeah, we. <laughs> Take me back to Jesus' proclamation. Hey, he has. He has. KJV, please. I'm in the hearth section at this present time. He hath sent me. At we thither. All right. To preach the gospel of the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. I mean, if the people you're going to are all okay, you don't need to pray. But when you find this one was chucked by her boyfriend, this one was chucked by his girlfriend. The other one was chucked from work. The other one, they don't talk to their dad. The other one, their mother said what? The other one, what? Broken. And then you tell them, now you guys, you're going to be the most loving, honoring, world-changing group you have ever met. Yeah. <laughs> it's the anointing that heals the broken hearted. Yeah, broken-hearted people are not healed just by counseling only. Yeah. It's anointing. I'm preaching better than you're listening. Hmm. 
Don't count me out. I'm on my way to a better place, to a brighter day. I will recover all. Don't count me out. I'm on my way to a better place, to a brighter day. I will recover. Take me back to Jesus. Yeah. Pastor Angie, get ready, Pastor. Bless all and whoever is happening the response. Well, get ready now. To preach deliverance to the captives. Captive, captives need preaching. Deliverance is preached. You are probably used to deliverance being prayed. But Jesus warned and said, be careful about casting demons out of certain people whose minds are not what? Renewed. Because they will go get how many? Seven others and they will tell them, Gwe, there is a clean house here, let's go. Because we cast out the thing, but you haven't changed your thinking patterns. You haven't started to honor your father and mother. You haven't started to pray. You haven't started to read the Bible. So then the good thing comes back worse. The Bible says it will be worse than it was at the first. That's why this is a teaching church. We do deliverance if you need it, but most of our demons, we, teach, we preach them out. <laughs> yeah. We preach deliverance to the captives. Hey. Hmm? Take me back to Jesus. Recovery of sight to the blind. Set liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee is when the guy who took over the land because the family was distressed has to give it back. Yeah, and, and, and our land was taken over by Satan because of the distress in Adam's family. And Jesus came to say, ah, 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 the devil's occupation is done. He, the la he has to give back the land title. Yeah, that's why if you are in worship harvest, you must possess some property on planet Earth. The other day I had an incredible revelation. Can I share it with you? Jesus taught and said, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, everything that is in heaven should be happening on earth. Now, did you know Jesus said, I got to prepare a place for you. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If there are many mansions in heaven for you and I, and this will must be done on earth as it is in heaven, then as a pastor, I have a very good biblical standing to pray to God to give every member, every family in this church their own mansion. Yeah. Yeah. A time is going to come when, when they survey churches, when they are doing per capita, house, housing per capita, what percentage of the congregation has their own house? This church, you're going to have the highest, highest percentage. Yes. You're going to have it. I'm telling you. 
you'll be shocked. Especially those of you who are disturbing here, mess, messing around with Arise and Build. I have brought my first foot, Arise and Build. God is going to slap your house. <laughs> yeah, it, it already, it's already happening. There is someone it happened too. She can't stop talking. And for her now, you have to first kill her if you stop her from giving Arise and Build first fruits. Because it happened in one year. House, complete house. <laughs> this congregation is going to have the highest per capita housing. Like, what percentage of the members have their own house? However small, you have your room and the other one behind, but it is yours. The papers are yours. You're not paying anyone rent. It's going to happen in this church. Yeah. Why? Because I'm preaching the acceptable yeah of the Lord. Let's finish. We, we must needs finish. Ezekiel 2. And he said to me, in, in, and he said to me, son of man, stand on your feet. Let, let's stand up as, as, as we finish. Yeah. Let's be proactive about this scripture. Son of man, stand on your feet and I will speak to you. This is God talking to Ezekiel. But you're not reading. Uh-huh. And he said to me, Ah, 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 verse one. Yeah. And he said to me, uh huh, son of man, stand on your feet and I will speak to you. Uh huh. Next. Then the spirit entered into, entered me when he spoke to me and set me on my feet and I heard him who spoke to me. You know, this happens when you're in prayer. Then what happened? Then he said, verse three. And he said to me, son of man, I am sending you to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day for the imprudent, stubborn, I am sending you to them. You shall say to them, that says the Lord. Hey. Yeah. Some of you want God to only send you to people who are like, come, come, have a, some three slices of bread and milk tea as as you tell us no 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 when you are anointed they can send you to the hardest but you you it says my your face is like flint you're like hey by the spirit amen let's just start praying in the spirit thank you jesus Thank you for your word. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Oh, that you have loved us. That you've caused your face to shine on us. That you've given us peace. Uh, Thank you, Father. We bless you. We exalt your name. Now, friends, the first step towards all this goodness we are talking about is to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's what the majority of the people in this room have done. He has changed our lives. He has healed our brokenness. He has dug us out of despair. And he has set our feet upon a rock. And he has given us a bright future. Many people here have been redeemed from destruction. The Bible says he redeems you from destruction. Thank you Jesus for redeeming us. He has healed our marriages. That's our testimony, some of us. He has given us unexpected excellence. He has loved us.
above all things he has given us eternal life that while we live in this life we are not fearful of what will happen next because like Paul says I know whom I've believed and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day so my friend my brother my sister right here in the room and at the hosting centers and at all the locations if you have not made that decision yet to give your life to Jesus as everyone is praying every eye closed every eye closed every prayer made I want you to just slide your hand up I want to see it and say I'm giving my life to Jesus today just put it up just put it up put it up where you are now today is the day of salvation not tomorrow not the other day the best day to get saved is today just put it up we will wait on it you put it up and then you put it down but make sure I've seen it before you put it up thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you for that hand I see it you can put it down somebody else someone else put it up and put it down you put it up and you put it down but make sure I see it before you put it down oh, 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 to a better place to a brighter at the locations there's a pastor standing in front just like I am and someone is putting up their hand and someone is coming to where you are whoever puts up your hand someone is coming to where you are they are going to take your details so that we're able to reach you and help you walk this journey that you've begun there's a there's a hand to my left someone else I feel like there is someone else. Don't don't let please don't let this opportunity go by. Don't don't go home without the gift, the indescribable gift of Jesus. Everywhere, everywhere. At the different locations and hosting centers. Hands up, hands up, hands up. Amen, amen, amen. Just check with your neighbor, find out if they have already made that decision or if they need encouragement sometimes there's nothing to fear but sometimes people may feel intimidated and they need a little bit of encouragement yeah Nathaniel's friends came to him and said we have found the Lord that's how he got to know Jesus through his friends so we can be good friends amen any other hand any other person oh, oh, oh. to a better place to a brighter day now uh, the person who put up their hand and any other people at any other locations and if you are alone in a car in a home in a kitchen in a bar it doesn't matter where you are just put your hand up and let's pray together and we'll pray with them say Lord Jesus thank you for eternal life I receive you I receive salvation I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something beautiful with it. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I believe you are born again. There is a number on your screen, and those who are on radio, the number is 775 just go ahead and text or call that number there is a pastor on the other end of that line to receive you praise the lord 
I truly believe that as Apostle was teaching, there was two types of impartation. First of all, when he was uh, talking about the fact that the Spirit will come upon you and you'll have desires that you've not had before, okay? I, I got the sense that people, and the example he gave was of the pastor who leaves home to be here and pray at 2 a.m. I believe that there was an impartation to desire the presence of God, to desire prayer, to desire the word, okay? I also believe that there was the impartation for unease in preaching, unease to evangelize. So what are we going to do? Apostle has told us to set up altars. You're going to set up one, but right now let's pray. Lift up your hands and receive the impartation. Just pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit and receive that impartation. We receive those new desires, Holy Spirit. We receive the desire to go. We receive the desire to pray. We receive the desire to preach. We receive the desire for your word. Heavenly Father, thank you because we will be known as a church that prays. Thank you, Lord, because we'll be known as a church that desires your word, a, a church that gets revelation from you. We'll be known as a church that preaches and evangelizes. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know what else we are going to do? We are going to sow into the word. We are going to sow into the word because we will reap what we have sown we will reap of what we have sown this thing that we are doing is a spiritual thing I promise you there are going to be testimonies as early as tomorrow morning okay that there were desires there are baskets on the side you can sow into the word that the, the, the money you're giving now is not going to your offering we are sowing into the word the Holy Spirit is moving and he is healing He's healing people in the room right now. I get the sense and desire, the sense that there's someone that has been having bowel issues. Like your, 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 how do I say this well online? You've been going to the bathroom frequently. Okay? Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. You're having problems with gas in your tummy and you're going to the toilet frequently and you're just running you're just running you're just running receive your healing in the name of jesus i also get the sense that there's someone a lady you are a few days after your expected date of delivery and you're anxious i command your womb to open right now may you deliver that child today and may you deliver that child safe in the name of jesus in the name of jesus also i get the sense that god is dealing with reconciliation there's a couple of people here and you can put up your hand your families are facing some some sort of 
there's just struggle and issue let me pray for you you're in this room and there's the issue of reconciliation heavenly father thank you because you place us in families and you make those families so thank you lord that we that there's reconciliation i command the ministering angels to go right now to all those homes and all those families and cause reconciliation wherever clarity is needed may there be clarity wherever a word needs to be spoken may there be wisdom in the name of jesus we speak against strength someone you've been crying and crying and crying because you've done everything apostle told you to honor and you honored god is saying that it's round the corner it's round the corner do not lose heart someone else here stop talking about the issues my family is this my, start giving thanks someone here needs to start looking at their uncle a different way start confessing differently about your uncle Heavenly Father, thank you because you have sent your word and we know that there's going to be reconciliation in these families. We know that today afternoon there's going to be a testimony. Your family member is going to reach out to you. There's going to be forgiveness and reconciliation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. As, as Apostle was preaching, um, I just remembered Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 1 when God comes to Jeremiah and he speaks to him and Jeremiah starts giving excuses and he says behold Lord I cannot speak for I am a youth and some 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 of us here in fact there are many people here um, God has been inviting you to be part of evangelism God has been inviting you through your leaders through different people to go and preach the gospel in fact there are people here you've gotten platforms and you have turned them down because you are afraid and i just heard god speak this word to you today and he's saying that do not say i am a youth do not give that excuse whatever excuse it is do not give that excuse for you shall go to all to whom i send you you shall go to all to whom god sends you you will speak whatever he commands you do not be afraid of their faces for he is with you says the lord he's with you to deliver you and right now i get the sense that god is touching your mouth and he's giving you boldness he's giving you confidence he's giving you the words to speak he's anointing you and getting you ready to preach please do the instruction that pastor angela gave so into this word it is going to release you to minister and to preach in power from today you are not afraid from today i stand here and declare in the name of jesus that you will go wherever god sends you to that you will speak whenever he asks you to speak that you will not turn down any platform any platform an opportunity god gives you to preach the gospel and to minister his word in power in the name of jesus lord we receive boldness will no longer be ashamed of the gospel like paul says for it is your power unto salvation to everyone that believes lord thank you for obedience obedience to god obedience to stand up and proclaim your word obedience to preach the gospel to the poor to people that are not like us in different towns in cities obedience to do evangelism Thank you, Lord, for ease and acceleration and grace to do evangelism. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.
Do you receive it? Yeah. So friends, may God bless you. May he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace. You're the head and not the tail. Above, yes. always, and never beneath. Yes. Now you shall see his goodness and his kindness as you trust him. Yes. Someone needs to take the praying thing seriously. Get praying. And once you get praying, go preaching. You don't need a stage. You don't need a microphone. You just need to share the gospel with those in your relationships. And you just share your story. Tell your story how God changed your life. And that's it that you need to do. So may God bless you. May you see his continuing favor. I speak ease. Ease in your relationships. Ease in your finances. Ease in your ministry. The hustle is over. No need for hustling. Just ease and trust and faith. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. God bless you. See you. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.